My name is Ronit Reeser, and I'm going to be telling a story of how I got kidnapped into the West Bank in 1970. Anyway, so here we, here I was going to college for a year in Tel Aviv. And one of the things we really loved doing was going to Jerusalem because Jerusalem is really exciting. It's an amazing place. And, um, and our favorite part of Jerusalem was, of course, the old walled city in Jerusalem. And it has narrow alleys and, uh, and a casbah, and a which is a marketplace with just tons of goods, really cool things from the Middle East hanging everywhere. And I met a Canadian guy. We drive east, and at that time, Israel didn't have a lot of control of, I mean, they had won the West Bank territories in the Six-Day War, but they didn't have a lot of control there. Mm -hmm. And um, we drove east into the West Bank, and we drove, and we drove. Must have been a, at least a half hour through the Judean hills way east of Israel and way into Arab territory. And we drove to the top of a hill, a mountain, and there was an old British officers club that had been abandoned when the British left in 1948. So there's this big abandoned British officers club on the top of a hill, and we walk in, and there's a beautiful table set. There's nobody there except for the cook. The whole place is empty. So the old Arab guy insisted that he had to show us this beautiful old officer's club. So we went up the stairs and we saw hallways and the ornate mirror in which I looked in the mirror and realized that my face was pretty pale. <laughs> and, yeah. and meanwhile, every time he got a chance, he was making very inappropriate grabs at me every time he could, yeah. trying to kiss me. And, um, and so I'm going, oh my God, when is this going to ever end? So we went back downstairs. And by this time, the cook had an Arab feast set out on the table. It was beautiful. There were so many Arabic salads, all kinds of salads. There were roasted meats, shish kebab skewers, and pickled olives, and pickled vegetables, and wow. all kinds of things that you would find only in the most fancy Arab feasts. And it, But there were only the three of us there, the Canadian, the old Arab, and me. <laughs> So he starts moving his chair close to me mm. and trying to grab me. And so I move my chair to the left. Mm. And then he moves his chair, and then I move my chair some more. We nearly made, and this was one of these banquet tables that they would use probably for at least eight officers at a, went back in the day. We made a circle around the entire table before <laughs> this lunch was over. <laughs> wow. And then finally, we hear a car pull up, and I look out the window, and it's the big black limousine that had brought us there. Oh. Only this time, uh, it's not full of Arabs. It's just, it's empty, just the limousine driver. 
And I'm kind of suspicious, but I'm hoping that it's going to take us back to our backpacks and back to, you know, familiar territory. Yeah. So the old man says, before, before we go, have something for you. For you, I have something. And I'm going, okay. (laughs) And he pulls out a wad of Israeli money and hands it to me. And I said, no, no. And I tried to give it back. And he says, you take. I give you. And he gave me a wad of money. We got back in the car. And he took us back to our backpacks and said, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And he left. Wow. He, in other words, I was his paid date. Oh, oh, wow. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> what was going through your mind when he, when he, when he realized that he wasn't taking, just taking you to lunch. He was, he was paying you to go on a date with him. I didn't realize that he was paying me to go on a date until the very end. Uh, that was my big fear is that they were kidnapping me to put me in a harem. And um, so I was so relieved to find out that that wasn't the truth. Yeah. Has that changed your like view of what you do now? Like, do you, Are you more careful about where you go and all that stuff? Or like, does it, is it the same, you know? Oh, you better believe I was way more careful after that. I mean, I, at the time of this story, I was 19 years old. And 19-year-olds, and I'm telling you this because you guys are not yet 19, <laughs> 19-year-olds uh, tend to feel like nothing will ever happen to them, that, um, that adventure is fun. And that's all true. Adventure <laughs> is absolutely great. But you've, I learned the hard way. You've really got to think about what your adventure is going to be and how you're going to do it.